Welcome back to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. A Fine Time for Healing is a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matters. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. Today we have with us Tamara Costello, who is a specialist in Chinese traditional medicine and the CEO of Tamara Costello Clinic in Lisbon and Porto. Um, TMC Health, TMC Holistic, and TMC Jewelry. At her clinic, Tamara treats sleep disorders, thyroid disorders, intestine disorders, anxiety, migraines, and hormonal problems, and takes a holistic approach to healing. She's the author of Healing Without Medicine, Eating Without Guilt, and Full Balance, all winners of the Gourmand Awards. And today we're going to be talking about her book, The Power of Rituals which is really so cool. Um, I've, been, I've looked through the whole book and there are some really great rituals that I'm probably going to use myself. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. So the book is Power of Rituals. What are rituals? Well, rituals are habits which you just, the, the difference is you're just focused, focusing something. Because forty-five uh, percent of your time and my time, when we are are waking up, of course not sleeping, are spent with habits, things that you do in a normal and random way every day, like put the dishes, uh, have breakfast, brush the teeth, showering, and uh, actually just take that time and transform it in something useful. And rituals are that are using the time you already have, um, and a habit, and you just make an intention make a focus and make a connection with yourself or with something else that you want. And you say rituals are everywhere in the way we interact with the world, with ourselves, in the way we eat, in the way we speak, and in the way we relate to each other. And you say, what if we could get these rituals to help prevent disease and maintain health? That sounds yeah. very lofty. Yeah, it? it's... I think it's important to, to realize that uh, a part of what we are is our habits, the habits that we eat, the things we eat, the, the, the time we go to bed, the time we relate to people or don't relate, um, the laughs or no, no laughs. <laughs> um, so everything that, that we are in terms of uh, chemical body and physical body it's really related to our daily living and our habits. A habit can be the way you talk to your wife or husband or friends, and that makes you feel good or bad or anxious or sad or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a habit too. And um, food is a humongous habit <laughs> that we have. Normally people like, they like to eat the same way, the same breakfast, they have a routine, uh, which is a, a, a ritual. Coffee is a super ritual <laughs> for the people who drink right. coffee um, or tea, um, if you talk about yeah. that. So I think it really defines uh, your biochemical body and your mind because you have rituals with your mind as well. When you have a problem in work, uh, you have a problem with a coworker, comparison, and uh, even in using the Instagram, you have a lot of rituals in your mind, like uh, comparison, victimization, feeling anxious, feeling that you're not good enough or, or you are too good. So this is, these are all rituals or patterns um, that you put your body through and your mind through, and this will get you disease or health, of course, and they play a big role in that. 
That makes sense. And when we go away, our rituals change. So some, some that can throw us off sometimes, right? Yes, of course. So many people say, "Wait, well, when I'm going, when I go on vacation, I cannot poop." <laughs> Why? Yeah, because you lost your ritual. Your body is used to having a a, a movement, and um, which which can be good or bad. But normally, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it just put you put you anxious and put you right. with insomnia and a lot of things. Um, you have a ritual in your book for the morning, and you say mornings are moments of beginning or starting over. Um, do you know these rituals by heart? Because I don't want to put you on the spot. I have them written here. But... No, I have a lot. I well, I normally I have the the rituals for the morning depends. I have rituals for morning for pita. I have rituals for morning for kapha. I have rituals for I have rituals okay. for morning like for twenty rituals for morning. Okay, so, so this one I... is um, okay. let's say uh, starting the day the way you envision it. You need one candle, one box of matches, one pen, one piece of paper, and it's about um. Yeah, you put your word. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that so, one. So, so I do, I, I do it, I do it, but I do it like uh, in my own way because I don't light a candle every day. I have two kids and two dogs, so I think it's important. If, the the important things about ritual, I will go there in a moment, but I I think I have to share this. Um, you can do it wherever and whatever. You're not the candle is important, the paper is important, but the important thing is to be connected. Normally, I would say to my patients who have be who have busy lives, to do that same ritual, but in bed. When they wake up, just close your eyes, take seven deep breaths, and then you think about the way you want your day to go. And normally, I want you to choose the word of the day to help you through the day, because the days are all different. And normally, we know our good days and bad days in work and in in terms of health and whatever, then you choose your words when you're half asleep, half awake. And it's really good because your brain, it's going to compromise that word, which is important. And every micro decisions that you make during the day, which are subconscious decisions, also goes through the way that you're, you're put yourself to think in the morning, which is so important. So that rituals you can, you can do with a candle. Of course, you can take really big, big breaths, which is important because Breathing will keep you focused on the moment and will keep you connected to the present moment, which is important because we have a lot of noise outside and people talk and whatever. Um, and then you just, when you're lighting the candle, the candle is a moment of uh, connection with yourself because you're doing a task and it's important to be there present. And it's um, actually, a, it, it's catalyzing the moment of the connection. These moments like breathing, like the candles, it's, is to take you from a place of um, connecting to the world outside from to a place that connecting to the world inside. And so they are a path. They are a path. Um, which with practice you can do that or not. If you don't need it, some people need it more than others. So you put out the candle and you just breathe and then you write down what you want your day to come. Normally you can go a bit further and you can just imagine yourself um, at the end of the day and looking looking back and see how things were perfect and you just write it down as you see it um, and this, this will give you focus not only only on your conscious mind but in your unconscious mind as well which is really important that's such a simple ritual that yes you know, no, they, are, they, are, the day. they mm -hmm. are supposed to be simple otherwise it's crazy 
like 20,000 <laughs> candles and 20, no, my God, please. It's just keep it simple. We all have busy lives, so it's right. important. Exactly. And we want to be able to incorporate these things into our lives. Yeah. So we want to know, you know, and basically it's just about setting an intention for the day, breathing through it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other ones about breathing and things like that. Um, I love breathing. <laughs> breathing. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're a doctor of, um, you practice I do traditional. I do traditional Chinese right. medicine. Actually, my specialties is oncology. I do oncology for specialists, oh, but do I do traditional. Yeah, I do. I do. That's my specialty, and I do autoimmune diseases. That's my specialty. Okay, <laughs> um, but, but you I also, a, but you also use Ayurvedic. Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, I'm a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine comes from Ayurvedic medicine, so it's it uh, it's yeah. It really does. There I are, didn't know that. Oh yeah. It really does. There are three medicines. Uh, so the conventional medicine, the traditional Chinese medicine, and Ayurvedica medicine. Anything else, it's just, um, and they are beautiful as well, but they are not medicines as a structure of diagnosis, of physiopathology, of, of, of all the movements that there are in the body, like the connection of all the organs, which is so important. Um, it, because it gives you diagnosis and will give you perspective how to make the body better and the mind um, naturally. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do a lot of uh, Ayurvedica as well. And I do a lot of traditional Chinese medicine because that's my baseline. But I'm, at this moment, I do a lot of oncology because I have a master's on integrative oncology in traditional Chinese medicine. And um, and yeah, I do, I do my own practice, I think, <laughs> with a lot of different things. And I run a crew of 33 um, doing that as well, which is beautiful wow. with psychologists, with uh, physio physiotherapists and osteopathy. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What is your success rate um, with cancer oh. patients? Well, I don't know. Depends what what, what what's the goal. Uh, so success rate, I think. I will take patients who go to chemotherapy, which is my normal. I, I can see different ones, but normally they are going through chemotherapy or radiotherapy. And um, I will help them um, to increase the rates of success of the radiotherapy and the chemotherapy uh, without damaging the body, really? without them feeling. Yeah, normally that's what I do. And the rate is really high. It's, they, it's really cool. They, and if they're, they, not doing, if they're not doing chemo, um, do you have ways that you can heal the cancer? No. Eradicate the cancer? Okay. So you're you need chemo you need chemo you need chemotherapy. You need Depend well, I, I I normally I see breast cancer a lot. That's my most common cancer because I ninety percent of my patients are women. Um not in my clinic, but in my in my practice, private practice. Um normally I see breast cancer and I see bowel cancer and I see um ovary cancer. And uh, in ovary cancer, normally my patients are stage three, stage four. So, of course, they need chemo. That's really important. Um, and uh, normally my breast patient, my breast cancer patients are uh, hormonal, hormonal, hormonal cancer. So they have to do, even if they don't do uh, chemotherapy, they have to do um, immunosuppressors uh, or they have to do immunotherapy or they have to do some kind of things to control the hormones. Um, Otherwise, they will get, get, get cancer again. Um, so, uh, yeah, but the way that I see it is uh, if you have a treatment which is very aggressive, um, what I can do to make it better 
is to make your body feel better and make your body feel stronger and give you good food and give you good supplements that you can endure um, a moment of really difficult weight to the body and your mind. And um, you can pull through it really good. So you don't have diarrhea, you don't have afters, you don't have nothing in your mouth, you can swallow good and you can sleep well. And uh, you have energy to go through your chores, which is so important. Um, and you just, you're not lying in bed, feeling terrible and vomiting all the time, um, which I think it's uh, a good way of, uh, of making it through the, the worst moment of your life, I think. So it's important. And you have, of course, you have to, to deal with it, the anxiety of the patient as well, because um, it's difficult and it hurts and uh, surgeries are terrible and uh, you have a lot of chem chemicals go through your body. And uh, I helped him clean up all of this so the body will respond better and um, the, the blood cells respond really better and uh, the lymphocytes re respond better. And for them, it's quicker because they don't jump sessions and they feel good. They have energy throughout the process and um, and don't, don't, don't feel pain, don't feel anxious. So for me, I think that it's the way of support that is so, so very important. It sounds very important, and I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that does what you do. Um, okay, thank you, I yeah, think. Because chemo, chemo is so, it wreaks havoc on your day-to-day -day life, and it wreaks havoc on your body long-term. Yeah. So um, the, the way that you treat this, does that help avoid the long-term oh, yeah. effects of, of the course. body? On the body? Yeah, normally... Normally when my patients finish chemo, when we are through that part and when we are through the radiotherapy, when we are a bit stable of the of, of like one year and one year and two months normally, then we go through six months of cleaning the body. Yeah. Just to prevent that. Okay. That's the accumulation of chemo. And it's it's really beautiful because they are feeling really better and they feel energy. And normally I have a lot of patients this year, I have Two, two men, which is different for me. And um, and they stopped chemo, they do the radio and then begin to work the next day because they feel good. And they want to go to work because they want to go through it. And I think if I, I was I was happy because I could really support them in that way. And I like that. And I like to see them with energy and I like to see them doing things they like and having the energy to do so and uh, the, 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 the will and... Um, then nine months in a chemo uh, process and then they want to go to work. I think it's it's amazing because they are really feeling better. And for me, it's good. And for them, it's beautiful. And for the families as well. And, and you um, see, do you have patients all over the world? Do you see people everywhere? Yeah, we have we, all the clinic. We see all over the world at this, okay. these moments. Yeah, all over the world. Very good. Since, co since COVID, it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. All over the world, yeah. It's yeah. really good to know. Um, Thank you. You know, and I'm someone that, um, I learn and then I help other people. And when I hear things, it's great for me to have references, you know, that can tell them because I, yeah. and, and for me, actually, it's a little more comforting because I just really, um, I always said I wouldn't do chemo because of all the side effects and because of the long-term effects, but it's, yeah, but you can, you can do it well. If you do it well, you can do it well. Yeah, and and you can do it well, you know, you can do it well. It's not beautiful, <laughs> but uh, it's not terrible mm -hmm. at all. And I tell you, when they have the diagnosis, they call me and they are completely, oh my God, I'm going to, and I said, keep it cool. We're going to get through this and you're not going to feel terrible. It's not perfect. You're not going to run a marathon, 
but uh, it's not as bad as you think. And uh, I think that's the most beautiful thing because people actually in the middle of it, they said, oh, doctor, I'm not feeling so bad. And I said, yeah, cool. Oh, okay. And then they start to relax a bit and said, okay, because they are waiting for something that is terrible um, and I can help them prevent it, which for me, it's, it's beautiful. But because I think um, they are afraid of not, not be able to do the things and not be able to have a life. I think that's the really frightening um and to when people with kids and something though i cannot go take them to school you can do everything you just need to have time to relax and sleep a lot and eat like i'm terrible with the food i'm really terrible i'm nasty actually <laughs> yeah i'm terrible um but if they do it perfect they have like two days a bit off and then the energy is starting to come up and it's so it's about four days in a month wow it's you can deal with that wonderful that's really yeah. that's really great i wanted to talk about um stress i think mm -hmm. that's something everybody can relate to and you talk you say there's two types of stress you stress and distress you mm -hmm. eu right you yeah <laughs> um and you say that you stress is the positive and constructive stress distress is negative stress commonly known as stress so what are some examples of each of those? Okay, so stress is, is an energy, a lot of con connection with anxiety, and you need it because uh, when you're going shopping and you don't have a lot of time, you have to hurry up and pa -pa 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 be cool and be focused. And this is a good stress because it the body is helping you through a, a, a task that you need to do it in a short period of time. Um, and you just move or when you're got an upgrade on your job and then starts you you became a manager and you have a lot of things to do but you earn more money this is a good stress it can be a bad stress then but <laughs> initially it's a good stress mm -hmm. um because you're happy because it's a good thing but you have a you are a bit more restless because it's new and you have to uh, make it work and this restlessness actually makes you more focused and more, more with more learning abilities because you just need to show that you're capable of it. So this is a good stress. The problem is that when you have um, a disimbalance of the um, of the time, you go through this kind of stress because this is supposed to be a, a moment. You go to the supermarket, you do the shopping, you are a bit stressed, and then when you when you're finished, you relax. Right. Or when you have a, a new job, you got stressed like a first few weeks, and then okay, I'm cool. The problem is that when this starting to get a bit more a bit more uh, heavy on you in terms of time um, because it's not one week two weeks now it's four months six months and now you have a problem because you're not supposed to be this high connected the whole time like go 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 this is not supposed to be our normal time you can use that for short periods of time but not long term because long term it will destroy you because it's a lot of energy that you spend in a few moments and if you're always spending you have an issue, right. uh, so that that is the the the, the big um, uh, difference is uh, long term or short term. When it's short term, short term is that it's actually helpful. If you hit your car, you have to have uh, energy to go through it and to put it. And this is important because if you don't have this, it's a skill of surviving, which is so important. Mm -hmm. um, but you you're not you're not supposed to be surviving the whole time. You're supposed to be living which is really different. <laughs> so, it is. Um, it is different. yeah. So is. my expertise is in narcissistic abuse and I coach oh. people. Okay. So the people that I'm working with are under constant stress. 
constant stress. And so what I see is um, the longer they're in this environment, um, the more their body breaks down. So can you explain um, the hormone cortisol and why it's important that it not flow constantly in our body? Okay, a lot of things. So cortisol is a really important hormone. <laughs> uh, people hate it, but it's really important because it supports your everyday movement and supports your adrenals, okay, which is really important. And, uh, and it's connected to noradrenaline and adrenaline, which is so important for you to get moving, to have motivation, to have dreams, to pursue something, to, uh, to make you alive, actually, which is so, so very important. Um, the, the movement of fight or flight it's really important to your whole um, system and, and adult, adulthood um, because it uh, helps you to connect with uh, a lot of things, helps you to learn, helps you to move fast. And um, in terms of motivation, it's so super important. When people are um, in trauma mo movements or trauma uh, environments, the problem is that your body, um, because it's, it's so stressed, stressed in a, in a movement of so much cortisol is going through your system, um, some, so much adrenaline is going through your system that's um, a lot of things uh, like your vision, like your focus, like your memory, like your bowels are constantly in the second position because when you have a lot of cortisol, your vision actually goes to a tunnel and you lose the ability of seeing with all of your grades, which is important in the mm. human being. <laughs> a bit important um so actually your creativity starts to lower because you're just seeing in a tunnel vision which when you're in a in a moment of running and it's really important but in daily living you have to have your creativity because if you don't have solutions you cannot go uh, go through your life and normally when people are super stressed they have a lot of difficulties finding solutions when they are abused in the relationship they don't see solutions. They just see tunnel, like classic cortisol problem. They don't see a way out, right. which is terrible because they need to lower the cortisol to see everything. So this is um, not only in the mind, but in the physical body as well. So the physical body starts to um, react like uh, they, the, the body is not safe. So, um, which is terrible because you have a lot of mechanisms in your body which only work if you're relaxed, like sleep. Sleep right. is a movement of relaxation. And uh, if you're not sleeping because you're always with something on your mind or with, with something is on, even if you want to go to bed or even if you're asleep, but you have a light sleep because something in, on your mind is always waking up, like waiting for something to happen. This long term, it's a disaster because you don't sleep well. Your hormones are completely lost because they need sleep and they need to relax and they need to feel secure in the secure environment. You need to have sleep to clean all of your toxins, not only in, on your mind, but in your brain, but in your bowel, but in your liver, but in your kidney. And you actually your body starts to intox intoxicate because you're not resting, you're not relaxing, and you have chemicals building up. So this will destroy your blood sugar completely, your focus, your ideas, your creativity, your connection to yourself, your motivation, your bowels will be completely destroyed because of that. And you normally get fat around the belly 
because you have so much cortisol that to transform it, you have to have a lot of insulin in the system, which will, which will give you a lot of peaks of humor. So, so you're, you're just like this. Everything is super, super sensitive. And you go from highs to lows, which is terrible in terms of uh, stress management and in terms of connection with yourself because you just see yourself going a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's hard. I hope I explained it a bit. I don't know. It made, <laughs> Tell me. You did. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> makes you. so much sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That's another piece of the puzzle for me. To oh, help thank good for you. Yes. I, because people are like, why can't I concentrate? Why can't I think? Why can't I think my way out of it? Oh, and- it's impossible because normally the body is, is, you're just telling your body, man, you have to run. So it's not, your mind is not working. Right. It's just, no you're just wait, waiting, for, waiting for running. You're just, all of your energy is in go, 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 go. And normally the bowel will stop or you have diarrhea because you're, you don't have energy. Your body is just keeping off the energy. Like I'm this 50% of my energy just for running. So I'm just holding on to it. So the, the other functions don't work because you don't, you don't, you're just holding on to the energy because if I need to run, I have to have the energy. This is terrible. This right. is so aggressive, so aggressive in, in, so, in so every you, way. <laughs> so, so a lot of these um, adult, adults that I work with um, have had it in childhood, constant, you know, in a stressful home. I did too. And mm-hmm. so you live your entire childhood with, with this constant stress that you're under. What kind of damage does that do to the body long term? Oh, this is this the problem. Everything starts in childhood. Even if you're attracting a narcissist in the adulthood, it starts in the childhood right, because you're attracting you're attracting your pattern. You're in right. love with your pattern in a way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so it's uh, it's important to understand that uh, when your child is on constant stress, uh, this will completely shape the personality of the child. So the, the more the more stress, the less the child is herself. Right. The more building up of masks you have. So you're just increasing the, the disconnection in the child, which will give you a lot of things. Uh, depends of the type of the stress you're, you're if you if you have a mother with cold mother and a strict mother or a bad father or aggressive in the words or humiliation or you have a lot of wounds and a lot of things that you need to do but in terms of um to be general um anxiety lack of connection lack lack of self-awareness so you don't have a lot of limits because you don't know yourself too well so you work too much it's just just, everything is a bit much Mm -hmm. um and normally you, you lack a bit of motivation intrinsic motivation for doing things. You're just a bit melancholic all the time. Right, exactly. And what um, what kind of effect can it have, you know, on the body? Because I know I grew up in an environment like that. And so, from 19 to where I am now, um, I've just had so many somatic issues, none of which have been able to be diagnosed. There's a, just a whole lot of stuff, you know, um, some things are diagnosed, but most of it is just general something I can't get past. So it's important. It's important to understand that uh, when we we talk about a lot of 
mental health, which is so very important. But uh, we have to understand something. And I, I, I just, I, I always say this because I think it's so important. Every cell in your body knows the trauma. And you're still in the same body. So you just, you just don't change your body when you're an adult. So it's right. the same body. It's the same trauma. So uh, when you're in stress, your body adopts a position of stress. You're not relaxed in the state, in the stress mode. Okay. So all of your body, it's, it's reaction to if you react, you, you react with fear, you react with anxiety, you react with happiness, your body reacts to emotion because right. they are biochemicals. So you have a lot of biochemicals in your system. Long term, it can give you, it can give you normal in that kind of environment, pains in the joints, autoimmune diseases, thyroid issues, Hashimoto's problem in the bowel you just you are intolerant to a lot of things in the food everything just it's not good your digest yeah i don't i don't know you but i know the trauma <laughs> very well yeah the digest i'm working with a functional medicine doctor right now yeah um you know with that's what i do too a yeah bit, and a bit a bit holistic functional yeah. everything in a bit of and so I also get you... I also get acupuncture every week. Ah, cool, cool. And I've cool. been doing Chinese medicine for years, so yes, um, I'm doing everything point. that I can do. Yeah, but the the one thing I think it's important is that your body, it's traumatized. Even if your mind is super healed, yeah. Normally we don't have the same. We are don't not so grateful for our bodies in a way. Mm -hmm. It's just like you just it's there. It's there, and um, your body needs to feel secure. And um, your cells need to feel loved and secure and everything is okay and you can relax. And this is not a mind thing. This is a physical thing. Right. You have to do it on a physical way. Um, because then when normally when you have these types of stress, the hormones are unbalanced and the hair falls off and then it's a struggle. And it's, it's a struggle. It's not a disease, but it's a lot of little things um, mm -hmm. that's uncomfortable. Um, and this causes discomfort to the people and loses. It's not like you have the 100% of energy. It's just a bit lacking all the time. And this is awkward. And um, more than that, you have ups and downs with the energy, which is terrible. Because normally you react to spring and to autumn. And this is normal. I will give you, I'm just giving you the, the all normal. All the changes, <laughs> right? Every change yeah. is, is, a, is a stress so, on the body, right? Yeah. So you, you change and the body is like, oh, it's warm. What's happening? Oh, right. oh, 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 oh. So it's like crazy. No, it is right, like right. a suricata, you know, it's like oh, all the time seeing what's going on. So it's, um, it's not safe. So you have to do a lot of practices uh, with touch, with hugs, with hugging and with uh, massage and with warmth and a lot of things that they are telling your body and your cells, you are safe. You are cool. You are okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and a lot of breathings to just give your uh, parasympathetic nerve and your vagal nerve, um, uh, parasympathetic system and your vagal nerve, uh, the coolness and the calmness. So working with the vagal nerve is really important to our IBS and everything that is related. And actually it's just a hijack to your nervous system to say to them, to the amygdala, which is here, mm -hmm. uh, I'm cool. Keep cool. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a grown-up. It's okay. But you have to tell them, not in a direct order, but with breathing exercises, with something that will cool your body and your cells and remember that all the time. 
even if your mind is healed and it's it's clear for your mind, you don't do anything. And normally people don't do anything to the body. And the body and the physical body was there as well. So it needs to be touched and warmth and relaxed and breathing exercises to lose all the trauma issues in the hips, in the shoulders normally. This type of trauma we are talking about. So right. normally the problems are hips and uh, here, neck and shoulders and hands normally. Um, throat for so, me. Throat, yeah, this this time. Well, I have an Hashimoto, so yeah, I know I know all about stress in childhood. Yeah, <laughs> and I have right. uh, colitis, so yeah, right. I know. So, yeah, I mean that that explains a lot because I know I'm I'm super sensitive to everything, so it makes sense that if so, if something's changing, my body is not going to adjust that fast. I you you can help them you can help them with a bit of supplements to give the to to to, to like tell your body cool man cool be cool <laughs> be cool <laughs> chill like what and kind of supplements what? oh you can have uh tryptophans you can have uh, gaba you can have uh increase the bit of the dopamine and uh increase a bit of the serotonin and give you give a lot of warmth to those kind of bodies because they are frozen. So it's really important and rigid. So it's really important to allow the flexibility. So dancing would be a beautiful thing to do, um, even if you're not good at it. But you should do it with phones and loose because flexibility is really important in, in to make a balance in those kind of environments. Okay. So flexible flexible things like uh, not yoga, not like that, but dancing, which is a bit more free, you know to lose something and to lose the the the, the strictness and um, water is really important so to swim or to put your soak or your feet on the water warm water uh, it, it will be it's helpful because it's telling your body oh you're cool you're warm you can relax and another thing that you can do which is the most wonderful thing is to have pleasure in things pleasure is the counter of stress if you're having pleasure your stress will lower because serotonin has a super humongous power. <laughs> yeah, I feel much better when I'm working, when I'm doing what I love doing. Yeah, and connecting with other people, which mm -hmm. is so very important. <laughs> yes, it really is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's really, thank you. <laughs> you're you're um, filling in a lot of blanks for me today. Good. I'm happy. Yeah. So um, you also talk about fighting irrational fear. Fear of losing, three kinds of <laughs> yes. fear, fear of losing, fear of process, fear of failure. Um, so you also you you mentioned the doom board technique. What is the, the doom sorry? Board? I I didn't hear the doom it. Doom board. Ah, technique. the doom board. Oh yeah, I love that. What is that? Normally, where when you're scared at something, normally your brain doesn't tell you what. This gives you fear. Oh, I'm, I'm scared. Of what? Mm -hmm. And people are like, uh, and they get, give you random things and big things. Like, I'm afraid of dying. or I'm And I said, elaborate on that. So the doom is like that. Elaborate. Elaborate. Give it like you're going to the bone with this. Tell me exactly the fear. And normally people, it's difficult because the, your body, because it, it, it's in stress, gives you just fear of what? Nobody knows of change. Right, exactly. 
nothing actually so normally the fear is just the, re the reaction of a body a super it's like a super conservative father which is like oh you cannot do that if you do that it's really bad something bad was going to happen this is what your brain is telling you is really patronizing you so you just push it you say okay what am i afraid of tell me and this is the list what 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 and then you just keep writing all the things and then you look at it and you, you just don't connect because nothing of that is true. It's just your brain telling you, ooh, something's going to happen really bad, really bad, right. but what? And when you're asking, you, when you connect with yourself and ask your brain, what? Why am I afraid of? Tell me. What is my fear? Normally when you, it's like tearing off the, league, the Lego pieces. Just what? What is, in, what is beneath that? And normally when they do that exercise, they actually understand that they're not afraid because they have solutions. Mm -hmm. But that's not, and, you know, it's not necessarily something we can just talk ourselves out of because I no, know- No, 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 you, you have, have to write it down. You have to no, write, no, 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 you have to write it down. Dig in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as deep as yeah, you can. For sure, for sure. If you don't dig in, the writing is so important. That the writing with the hand is so important because it's like something is coming out, you know? And then you look at it, which is so very important because you have a mirror, you just look at it and say, Am I, I, am I afraid of that? Okay, if I'm afraid of it, what is my solution? And normally my patients find two columns and then they, they, they give solutions to everything. And when it, they go to the end, oh, maybe I'm not scared. Okay, <laughs> right, that's strange. Okay, and if you do that a lot, you just, you just it's, a, it's knowing your brain. Your brain will always protect you. Even if in a in a bad way, it's like bad parenting, you know. Right. <laughs> when they protect you from everything, it's like your brain. When you go yeah. through through go through through stress in a moment of your life, it's just like he's always trying to protect you, not to be hurt, right. which is beautiful. But you're an adult; you have to know it, and you have to give it the, the limits and the lines. Like, man, I want to do this. Don't push me. I'm not afraid of doing it. I'm capable. Okay, right. let me go. Bad right. parenting, I always say. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. That's another piece because I have clients yeah. who are fearful, and when I say, "What are you afraid of?" Well, but you know. you have to, you have to write it. The writing right. is so so very important. It's the most important thing because if you if you write it, you you see your things. It's like you're seeing your poop, <laughs> which is so very important. And I said, "Oh, oh." Am I afraid of that? <laughs> no, right, that's awkward. And they always said to me, yeah, I'm afraid of that, but I'm not going to die for that. It's okay, I can, and I said to them, how can you, if you're afraid of this, tell me a solution. Oh yeah, I have a, a good solution. And it's, they are just dismounting it and putting the pieces back together and they like, okay, I'm just, yeah. Does, that work, with, does that work with phobias and OCD? With OCD, a bit. With phobias, different. Because phobias are uh, profound traumas. It's um, some phobias, yeah. When they when they arise when they arise in a moment of um, of a big big trauma, yes. But if they are without explanation, that's difficult. Okay. Because you have a lot of kind of phobias. <laughs> Depends. Right. Um. So, you know, I sometimes have this cough and you say, um, 
make a list of three worst things you remember saying something wrong freezing uh, saying something wrong freezing or coughing um what is the coughing that you're talking about here how do we do we can we actually stop that you can stop that but i don't know if i can understand what you mean sorry i was I'm, okay I'm... so this is under the fighting irrational fear um, ah okay <laughs> to be, do we cough because of irrational fear is that part of it you can cough with you can cough you can laugh you can giggle you do a lot of things with fear okay you just you can do like this you can do like that you can you you do a lot of things <laughs> actually right. okay so i didn't realize coughing was part of fear okay yeah so all right um rituals for positive mind balance and um let's see you say you won't become a magical enlightened being with only positive thoughts in your life not least <laughs> that would be an imbalance in human nature but you can control your negative thoughts so that they will gain an absurd proportion in your mind. Okay, so self-love, big one, big issue for a lot of people. What is um, a self-love ritual that we can all do? Oh, but, but, well, a bit like rewind for one minute. So okay. uh, the self-love normally will, it's supposed to be given by your father and mother with respect for the child, with allowing the child to express the good and the bad, because we all feel all the emotions, right? anger, the, the terrible ones, <laughs> because there's one good for five bad, for four bad. Um, you have anger, you have uh, a lot of things that uh, we don't like. And uh, in society to feel those nasty ones they don't like it so they want the child only to feel butterflies and unicorns um so self-love begins with self-expression and self-connection um and normally when you have an imbalance on your connection on you don't know yourself very well you don't know your motivations you don't know your dreams you don't know what you're here for you don't know who you are mm -hmm. The self-esteem is really difficult because, and self-love because you don't know yourself. You're not going to love something you don't know because you just don't don't quite realize what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think the, the, the number one ritual to self-love is a list of things, 25 things, 17 things that you love about yourself. And if you don't know it, you have to work to know it, to know you, to know who you are. And normally I say to my patients when, when oh, doctor, I just have five. And uh, sometimes the five are, I like my belly, I like my hair, I like, and I was like, I'm going to die with this list, man. <laughs> not, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, I like your hair, but come on, it's not right. that. Exactly. No, but. Sometimes that's all they, they, they can give you. And okay, and I said, okay, so just let, let us go to your friends and family and ask them. Ask them to give you three things each and then you come back with that. And then I go one by one to see if they relate with that. So uh, for a, a person who is at home and you can do it by yourself, but if you are struggling, ask for help. 
because sometimes people know knows us more than ourselves, which is awkward. And um, you can you can you can always build self love with self connection and with self knowing. Because when you know yourself, you just oh, I like that about myself. Cool. I'm stubborn. Good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I feel all the emotions. Wow, good for me. And I'm I'm not okay. I feel anger. Anger. Good for me. I like that about myself that I can express and I can feel all the range of the emotions. So uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, knowing, accepting, and uh, connecting. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of my clients, um, you know, say they don't, they can't make a decision. They don't know who they are. You know, I ask them, who are you? You know, they they don't know. So I, we go through it. I have them tell me who they are, you know, not the role. Yeah, that's really important. But who you are and the, the, the shift is almost immediate. Of course. When they give me all the things that they are and then I read them back and I say, this is, do you like this person? <laughs> you know, um, it's like a light bulb goes off. It shifts immediately. Yeah, because people are taught in this culture to behave and to be in certain pattern of behavior and mind thinking. And, and when they are actually themselves, doesn't matter. And they say to me, I can really be myself. Yeah. I can really do what I want. Yeah, it's a I freedom. Can, it is. It's a freedom. It's and it because changes. it roles are terrible. You know, at some point you don't know when the role stops and when you begin. It's just crazy. You're you right. Know? So you just have to let it go because sometimes people are fighting about something, and I said, "That's real. That's really important to you." And huh? They say, "What?" I said, "Is that really important to you? That will change your life." If you win this fight, it will change your life. Oh, no. I said, so what? what is the point? Right. No, I don't know. And I said, when husbands and wives are arguing with a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of ego stupidity, and I said, do you like him? Yeah, okay, so why are you fighting? What is your limit? This is my limit. Okay, so beyond that, you just don't go. <laughs> don't give in. So just establish your limits. And you you will protect yourself, which is the first movement of self love. I am first. I am going to pro- I am going to protect myself. Right. When I'm good and I'm safe, I will go to others. It's like the airplane. You put your mask first. first. Right. I call Something. it fierce. I call it fierce um, protection or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like you have to be fiercely protective over you. Yeah. First. Yeah. Because um, people who have been abused tend to think of others before they think of themselves. It's a distraction. They don't have to do the work of who they are if they can just think about somebody else. And no, no, (laughs) back to you. Protect yourself at all costs. Um, And then you have in here practice gratefulness. I like that because gratefulness can really take you out of a negative mindset, can it? Oh, yes. For sure, because normally when we are in a, it's like of, you have to put a, 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 what is important to you. I always say to my patient, like, like write it down and make it, put it on a mirror. What is really important to you? Because 
that's the main thing. You have to to understand what 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 you what you want with this with living. It's uh, really important to 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 focus on 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 positive and, and gratitude is that is that I'm so grateful for this. So the the other thing don't don't matter actually because I'm grateful for this. I'm so I'm so blessed. But by having health, by having kids, by having a family, I still have my mother and my father. And, you know, how many people in the world don't have that? So, of course, there are there are bad things, but come on, we are living in human experience. It's supposed to be bad things. Otherwise, it's just strange. It's like a Disney park. It's not, it's not like that. It's no, not supposed it's to be. Not. No. No, it's not. It's supposed to be uh, uh, because other, other, if, it, if, if it was comfortable. We don't do the work. We didn't do it because it, it wasn't necessary. It has to be a bit uncomfort, so uncomfortable for you to just trying to go in, because it, if it right. was comfortable, nobody did anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> any work because it was perfect. And in uncomfort and discomfort, you find yourself normally. I tell people the silver lining in narcissistic abuse is that it floats everything you need to work on about yourself right it's beautiful. to the surface. It's in it's your face. It's in your face. And you yeah. can't look away till you address all of those things. That is the beauty. Not really the beauty, but this is the silver lining in narcissistic abuse. You have to heal you on every level. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, the importance of the ego. Is it a bad thing to have ego? No. If you just know it. It's like a bacteria that you have in your body. You just have to know it. <laughs> but it's what is, important. What is our ego? Our ego is... I think your ego is uh, responsive of your trauma. It's the, it's the, you know, the, the, when the workers have uh, a, a one person that speaks for all the workers? That's your ego for your traumas. He's just speaking <laughs> through your traumas and um, making masks out of it. So it's important for you to know it. And uh, it's important for you to have it, of course, because it's important for a lot of things like motivation, ability to protect yourself, ability to establish limits. and um, But you have to be just aware of it in terms of you have, you don't have to, you, you should not identify it with, with, with the ego 100%. Because uh, your ego is a result of your traumas and your masks that you were building since you were born. And um, it's important for you to have awareness of it because sometimes I'm just, I'm talking and I just hear it. Like, that comes the virus and tell me something that, uh, are you going to say that? Are you going to be like that? Are you going to do that? Like a Beyonce right. style, you know, exactly. and I said, oh my God, come on. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, 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 just cool. Oh. You know, so you, yeah. we all have that. You just have to separate it from your mind and you just have to like, come on, Beyonce, chill. You know, it's just, uh, you have to understand what is important to you. And again, it's about uh, knowing yourself and knowing what you want and knowing your motivations and when the ego comes and uh, say to them, are you going to, you're not going to answer? You're not going to answer? And I said, <laughs> hell up man yeah go go home you know drink something you know drink I a love wine that because you talk you encourage us to talk to ourselves 
Oh yeah, I because I, it's this not is what going. I do. I talk yeah, to yeah, myself. Your, often. your ego is not going away. <laughs> I name my ego. It has a name. I name it. Name you it. Don't. I just yeah. That's I treat it by idea. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I treat it by name actually, like to cool it down. You know, because it's there and I know it. And sometimes I, when I'm really tired, it gets over me and I just, I'm, I'm laughing at them. And I said, oh my God, this is just stupid. She's back. Yeah, Beyonce's in the house. So <laughs> come on, man. It's just, I'm just reacting to my father and my mother and my, my wounds of father and mother. And come on, I, I've, I've done that. I'm done. So come and once a year you can come and do something and then I just hear you and then I just put you away, put you uh, away. so it's important yeah just important for you to realize because it's a part of who you are your traumas and your issues and your wounds and uh, your childhood but at some point you have to grow and it's okay everybody has as difficult stories you know it's, it's difficult for everybody <laughs> more or less you know but it's difficult because our parents aren't perfect they are persons who have a, the same issues like we do. Uh, so we just have to respect them as people. Right. Completely destroyed sometimes. So they do what, what they can. And it's not beautiful, but it's what they can do. And um, parenting is difficult because yeah. it's it's, re it's mirroring all of your stupidity and all of your terrible <laughs> things. And it's terrible. And sometimes it's like, and then your child responds to you and gives you a huge mirror and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is me. And I always say to my patients, apple trees don't develop pears, <laughs> just develop apples. So just deal with that, right. you know, so exactly. it's just exactly. like dealing with you. And this is not, it's for us that we talk like this. We are in this century and we talk a lot by wounds and ego. But uh, my father is 70, you know, they, he doesn't know the first thing about it. And, and he's a beautiful father and I love him, but it, of course he can make it, well, everybody can make different, but at that point it was what he, can, he could do. And my mother as well. And you have to understand that we are, we are, we, we all struggle. It's difficult. Yes, so just have to have that humanity towards that right. and to one. Um, yeah. So like Eckhart Tolle talks about losing the Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, but I don't I losing it, I don't know. I just it's you, a part you don't need of, to lose it. No, I don't think so. Just have to be aware of it and don't allow it to interfere in your life because it's a it's a it's terrible. Right. It can be terrible. It so can be terrible yourself. because just check yourself. Every day. It's like policeman work always always there because it, it it will try every day it will try it will always try and it's kind of funny after a few years but uh, it, it will always try something to put you like to spike you a bit like say something say something and um and gives you insecurities and are you good enough mm, i don't know are you good enough? Are I always happy? say, I always tell people like, you know, if they're, if these messages came from their mother or their father, I always say, as soon as you think that thought, just say, shut up, mom. Yeah. <laughs> shut up, dad. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Shut up. No. It's like, it's like, 
our fathers and mothers, you know, we do what, what we can. And even me as a mother, I always say to my kids, well, go and, and write that down for the, for the, your, your problems in a few years. So mm-hmm. write it in a, in a piece of paper, man, because I'm I know. I said to my kids I do. when they were, yeah. when they were in their twenties, I'm like, all right, let's, let's lay it all out now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't want you in therapy at 30. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell me, tell me, tell me what I did bring wrong. It, bring it on, you know? It's, and it's okay, you know, it's just, I'm not perfect. I have, I had kids when I'm 25. I was 27. I to do? Yeah, what am I supposed to do with 25? Come on, man. I just, <laughs> yeah, I did my best, you know. I'm beautiful, my daughter, but I, you know, it's like, she'll get trauma eventually. It's, it's normal. I, I, I get trauma. No, everybody, you know. Absolutely. It's how you deal with it. It's how you teach yeah, children of course. to be able to deal with it. To yeah, make them resilient in life. Because they're going to have yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not um, victims, which is right, terrible. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so what are some ways that we can clear and reset our brains? Do we need to breathing? Those- breathing, okay. yes, you need to do it every day, two or three times a day. Breathing is a good way of resetting the brain. Just cool it down, make it stop for a bit, put a lot of oxygen in, and um, it's a good way of resetting, breathing. How long? Or sleeping. I mean, if we're going to focus on a breathing ritual or carve out time during the day, how long should we be focusing on that? Mm, I think in, in, in a full day of work, you should stop three times, two minutes each time. Okay. That's going to do it. Three times two minutes. But you have to... No, of course. It's you have to completely shut down all the things. You have to get up, loosen a bit your body, and then do the breathing. Two minutes. You can time. We have a timer on that, and then you're good to go. And then you can start over. Hmm. Okay. And the last thing I want to ask you, because we're getting close to the end, um, how do we release our attachment to toxic people? Yeah, we have to lose our attachment to our patterns of suffering. Because if we are with toxic people, we we enjoy it in some level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And first of all, we have to address that. Like some part of me, it's still resonating with that part. Oh, but I don't lie. I don't want that to myself. And I said, okay, I realize that. But there's something in you who, who, who still resonate with that. So let's heal. Let's heal. So the first thing is, why am I resonating with that? Which part of me, my trauma, my pattern of feeling, what what does this relationship gives to me? Power, victimization, comparison, what? And be true. Honesty is the only way. We all have bad thoughts and terrible shadows, and it's okay. Just tell me. It's like what you just you like to be bossy, you like to control, you like what? What? What are you getting from this relationship? Oh, I'm getting a suffering. And I said, so no, not but I love her. Yeah, you love her. And I say, you love to suffer. What do you love? Tell me what you love. Yeah, (laughs) what is love to um... you? Who teach you love? Love is like that. Your father teach you that love is abuse. So you're going to replicate that. Cool. Do you want to stop it? Heal the father wound and realize that wasn't healthy. 
and you don't want this kind of, this this type of love but you have to first address that you are resonating with that you're not a victim you want that in some level and this is terrible nobody likes this conversation no, they don't like that so you, something in you are resonating there something you you get out of something some it can be um status it can be many issues that are resolved with the relationship it can be a lot of nasty things but you have to have honesty and when you see yourself in honesty and said i'm here because i'm afraid of not be able to pay my house alone mm -hmm. and this gives me stability okay let's work on that that's not there's nothing wrong with that right oh but it's terrible no it's not terrible it's the truth and it's okay you are not here to judge just tell me the truth. Why are you still there? What, That's a big what one. Money is, money is a big one. Money is a big one. That's why I bring it on because mm -hmm. it's difficult for a person to be alone with the, the world and it's a lot of money, everything. And you, you feel insecure sometimes. Right. And it's okay. But let's work on that. Let's work on that. And, and your ability to be alone and to be able to do it and to be able to pay the things and to be able to get a solution out of this. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and you don't have to be embarrassed by thoughts. Everybody thinks terrible things. <laughs> it's okay. Just don't be hypocrites. Just be natural and we'll not judge each other, which is really important. And I wanted to point out that um, in your book, The Power of Rituals, there's a lot of recipes. So. For yes. those who are listening, there's a lot of recipes for all kinds of things. Um, yes, I love recipes. Yeah, there's tons <laughs> of them. So um, it's a really cool book. And this is, Thank the you. Kind, this is the kind of book that you kind of want to keep by your bed or by your, you know, yeah. reading table Thank or you. whatever, because you may want to call on these things, these rituals. And she does really, I mean, I only touched on a little teeny bit of what's in this book, but it's really a, a very good book. So um, Thank you. Thank you for writing that. Yeah, thank it's you. Of its nature <laughs> that I've ever, I see a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot. Um, I have a hundred books on my bookshelf, and every month I get rid of at least fifty. Oh my god! I cannot and then do they come back I, I'm in. still, I'm still attached. Books are a well, terrible thing to me <laughs> because these are books from guests, and I can't keep okay. everything, or because I course. have one of those libraries with the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. I don't have that, so. Uh, well. I would like to have that. <laughs> I know. I get attached to books, too. I love books. And I'm a writer, too. So, um, But anyway, so how do we work with you, Tamara? Uh, Instagram, you can, or in my, in my web, website. Okay, what is your website? Uh, I will, it's tamara-castello.com. Okay. And my Instagram is tamara-castello. But I will give you everything for you okay and that's um t-a-m-a-r-a-c-a-s-t-e-l-l -E -E -L, yeah e-l-l -L. okay yeah all right well, this is great thank, thank you thank you it was fun talking to you me too i enjoyed it thanks thanks okay have a great day take care you too okay bye bye bye